Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode, we are taking a different direction and I am talking about my real estate journey. This is part one of two of the episodes where I'll explain how I got into real estate, why I got into real estate, and describe the journey that I've had with Jess over the last few years. And look forward to part two where I will describe and explain what my lessons that I've learned from real estate are. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hey everyone, I hope you all are having an amazing day today and welcome back to Surrendering Average. Thank you so much for coming and listening or watching and taking time out of your day to listen to something that will have a hopefully an impact in some sort of way on your life. So the last five episodes of the podcast were on men in relationships and that's been something that I've been working on drastically in my life just to make sure that nothing that's really important in my life slips in a relationship and my relationship with Jess is extremely important to me. And so, and it's difficult to have a thriving relationship that, you know, it's as simple as that. If you want to excel in every aspect of your life, including a relationship where there's so many different dynamics and complexities intertwined into that, (laughs) to always be thriving and evolving. Like we're, we're always working on ourselves, our, our personal, our own personal development, our goals, our separate goals, and and our relationship goals as well. So there's a lot of moving parts, and it takes constant, consistent effort um, to maintain that relationship. So that's why I focus a lot of episodes on that because I think it's something that tends to get brushed under the rug in a busy life. You know, it's like, well, I already have the relationship. I don't need to put as much focus on that, and it sometimes falls through the cracks and. That's something that Jess was right out of the gate. You know, she she claimed and, and stated that, you know, we always need to be working on a relationship. We always need to work through our issues and we always need to be growing and evolving and making it as good as it can be. So that was a commitment that we both agreed upon. So, yeah, I do a lot of episodes on that because <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes the relationship is, is the thing that gets lost on the list. Um, but for today's episode, kind of changing directions and something going in the direction of another one of my interests that also helps um, myself and other people probably to surrender their average lives. And today's episode is titled Life Lessons from Real Estate Investing. So real estate is something that I'm interested in and that I actively invest in. And that's kind of where we put a lot of our savings towards is towards down payments. And then we, our strategy is more so the long-term um, buy and hold and rent out the property for a extended duration of time. So I'll give you a little backstory and, and also let you into my journey of real estate. And if anything, just for some, <laughs> some fascinating stories. And then I'll, I'll extract the goals or the, sorry, the lessons that I've learned along the way through real estate that really um, can be used in every aspect of life. Honestly, a lot of the a lot of the lessons that we've learned in these last few years of real estate investing really can 
extend to other parts of life. So I've, I've, I think it'll be useful to share anyways. So for myself, I've always been extremely future oriented. I, I, I wanted to buy, I told myself I'd buy my house when I was 23, just because that's how things were lining up in my life. And I did, I bought, I, I, I held myself to my word and I got my first house at 23. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to be the first one of my friends who has a house. So I'm going to rent out my rooms and I'll pay for most of the mortgage. You know, it seems like a pretty sweet gig. I was single at the time, you know, why not? And why not live with some buddies? You know, I saw it as a win win. And, uh, I, I did, I rented out the rooms and it was awesome. And I was just getting essentially free money. And I, I thought to myself, I was like, gee, you know, this is, this is the easiest money I've ever made in my life kind of thing. And so I started uh, thinking about, hey, should I look at maybe trying to save a lot of money and buying one more property? Like this was my initial plan before doing any research. I was like, well, maybe if I save enough money and just buy outright a house or a condo, and then I'll just, I'll just rent that and it'll be just straight cash flow. And that was kind of my plan before doing any research and diving into it. And then I started to listen to a bunch of podcasts and reading some books about investing and real estate investing in particular, just because I had no one around me doing it. Um, None of my friends even owned a house or were even close to it. And I just, I was just on my own kind of taking this venture by myself. I was always, I knew I want, I didn't want money to be an issue in my life. I was always, like I said, future orientated. So I was always, you know, thinking it was on the back of my mind. How can I make more money? Like I just work an average job. I'm an electrician, but how can I, you know, there's gotta be a way. And actually some inspiration that that, that, that was inspiring to me was one of my friend's dad. They lived in this huge mansion kind of out just outside of the city and, and they were just very well off and wealthy. And one time I was at their house and I saw a bunch of wire, like electrical wire. And I said, hey, like, is it, why do you have so much wire? And he said, oh, my dad used to be an electrician. And I was like, hot damn, there's a chance. <laughs> and honestly, that was like, you know, if somebody can start as an electrician and, 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 and have this, there's got to be a way. So, my, you know, my thoughts were always spinning. And I was always thinking about how can I potentially um, build more wealth? So back to digesting the podcast um, and, and reading the first book that was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's like the classic staple of just like getting people accumulated to a new way of thinking in regards to money, in regards to trading your time for money. Um, it's, it's a highly recommended book. Like it's a, it's a classic. If you're looking at investing or thinking about real estate, you know, it's, it's a very good starting point. It's not overwhelming. He, he depicts basically his real dad and this essentially mentor that he had in his life and ex- explain the difference of the two and the different mentalities that they had in regards to money. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a really good read. But anyways, after after doing these this research on on and reading books and podcasts, I I kind of changed my strategy because they kept talking about leveraging your money. Like you don't need to use all your money to have that capital. You know, that's like let the let the properties work for themselves. You know, let the renters pay for it or whatever your strategy is. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like everyone's saying these in every podcast episode and every book I read. Like they're all saying leverage your money. So then I, I kind of changed, shifted directions. And then I had, you know, they talked about sweeted houses and the Burr strategy, buy, renovate, refinance, and rent. 
and repeat. Um, they call it the Burr strategy. So that was kind of uh, interesting to me. But what I what I was coming to the realization of was the home that I owned, my first house that I bought, would never have cash flowed because it was just a two story home, about sixteen hundred square feet, finished basement. It had four rooms. So I had the master room and rented out the three bedrooms, but this house would have never cash flowed. It would have never made money on top of the mortgage payments, insurance, utilities, you know, all, all of the costs, all the overhead. It, it just would have never made money. So I came to the realization of shit, I'm gonna have to make um, I'm gonna have to make a move here if I wanna actually dive into this. But that was pretty scary. And like I said, I had no one around me to talk to this about. Um, I didn't know anyone who was investing, never mind investing in real estate. And all of these podcasts kept saying, uh, surround yourself with like-minded people, surround yourself with a network of real estate investors. You know, it just makes the journey so much easier. I said, well, how the heck do I find that? And then on a couple Canadian podcasts, actually, I heard them mention rain, the real estate investment network. And this was essentially that network of, of like-minded investors. So they had a free seminar where they were offering it for free to people in Edmonton. And so I said, Jess, we should go to this meeting. And, and at the time, Jess and I were just dating. I think she had just moved into that to my first house with me. So, you know, she didn't really have much say in it because she's like, well, this is your house and kind of your, <laughs> you know, what you're wanting to do. Like, I support you. I, I trust you. And yeah, I'll go along to the meeting with you. So Jess and actually her sister um, came along to the meeting with me. And they had this guy, he was a brilliant speaker at this meeting. I don't even think he was involved in real estate, to be honest, but man, was he a whiz and just such a fluent speaker. His name's Richard Dolan, and he's spoken on the stage with Tony Robbins and personal development and built these huge companies, basically markets for them. And, and yeah, he's just he's just an incredible speaker. And just the way he portrays his energy is, is nothing less than impressive. And... Uh, so he does this whole spiel and, and, and he warned us. He said, you know, at the end, we're going to going to be making an offer. You know, you, you don't need to do it. You could just take what I'm saying. Listen, he was very upfront about it. And I respected that sitting there with Jess and her sister. And I was I was really nervous. And they asked me, Joel, why are you so nervous? <laughs> you know, I was, I was kind of had the shakes going on and I was like, oh, man. I said, well, because if I sign up, I know this is going to change the course direction of my life like I know this is going to have an impact on my life because I'm going to take action if I sign up for this like that's that's why I'm nervous because I know I'll do it and that's that you know there's going to be some serious change and they said well you know just go talk to him go talk to the speaker you know he, he made himself available after the night to go talk and I said okay I'll go have a chat and see what he says so I go up I'm waiting in line he's talking to a couple people and and then and then he comes to me and he says, hey, how's it going, man? You know, just again, such a he's just so well <laughs> spoken, put together, it's a little bit intimidating, you know, and uh, I said, ah, it's going good. You know, I'm, you know, this kind of this stuff's pretty interesting to me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm just a little bit hesitant because the, the price point for, to join this program, to join Rain was uh, $199 a month, uh, basically on a recurring monthly membership deal and they have monthly meetings that you go to and you get all the free resources and access to their online portal like there was a lot of perks but 200 bucks a month like that was pretty pricey for me and i'm a pretty frugal guy <laughs> and uh 
So I was like, yeah, you know, that price point is just a bit steep. And I'm just ah, a little, I'm just kind of on the fence. Like, I don't know. I, I really just want to join to make sure that I take action. Like, I don't know anyone around me doing this. And I just want kind of that kick in the butt to make, to make sure I follow through and take action. Because when I'm out there on my own, it just seems like it's too big of a leap to take. And he said, ah, well, I tell you what. Um, of course, salesman, he's unreal. And, and he's just like, how about for the first 18 months, we'll give it to you for half price. So $99 a month. And within the first three months, you could cancel at any time if you're not feeling it. I said, oh shit, you know, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> um, you know, let me, let me think about it, but I think that's a pretty good deal. And he said, just go tell that lady at the back, if you do choose to take it and tell them this is the deal that Rich told you to, told you to take or that, that, that he offered. And then we'll hope to see you in the, you know, at the meetings and all that. So I go back to Jess and her sister and tell them the scoop. And they said, you got to do it, Joel. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I don't know. I'm pretty nervous and a hundred bucks a month. Are you sure? And, uh, and after a little conversation, I said, screw it. You know what? I'm going to do it. So go ahead, sign up, tell them the deal that Rich sent me. And sure enough, it was a hundred bucks a month, which, you know, was reasonable, especially for even just meeting contacts and networking with people that aren't my direct close group of friends. Cause that's all I really had. And so, yeah, that was my start in terrain. And so there was, I think within the first month of signing up, they offered a, a meeting for new members. So I went to this meeting, of course, I signed up and I was all eager and I get there early and I, I go and sit front row. I said, okay, all right, Joel, like you got to take this in. You're paying a hundred bucks a month. You got to digest it. You got to write notes. You got to be eager. You got to ask questions like, let's go. And I, I was very uncomfortable through all this. Again, I'm, I'm 23 years old or whatever I was. 24 maybe uh, actually I don't know 25 <laughs> um, but still you know I hadn't really pushed myself into those kind of environments at all ever and uh, so it was, it was pretty uncomfortable but anyways I sat front row took my notes blah 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 and one of the speakers he was just a very motivated and passionate guy and I just I, I was like oh man this guy this guy's that fire I was looking for you know this guy's all about action and he's telling us how he bought 160 some properties, you know, within his first three years of getting into this and just an absolute shark. And I'm like, holy shit, this is the guy, this is the guy I need to talk to kind of thing. And so same thing after, after the, after the meeting, I, I, I wait along so I can have a chat with him and his realtors at the back of the room. And so we have a chat and I, I say, Hey man, like, uh, I just joined Rain. You know, I'm I'm living in a house with a few buddies, but I, I don't think this house will cash flow if I were to ever rent it. Like I'm thinking about getting a suited property, and and base and I had learned a lot that cash flowing is a lot easier with a suited property. And so to make a long story short, basically this guy flips or buys really run down bungalows and flips them into fully renovated suited properties pretty much exactly what I was looking for um just not he didn't do it in the areas I thought I wanted to invest in which was the north side of Edmonton but you know he's a very good talker and speaker and I'm this naive young guy I'm just like give me some guidance, man. I'll listen to anything. This is very naive, right? I, I never was taught any lessons and I'm just looking to take action. And this guy was all about action. So he's like, yeah, you know, you got to sell your house. 
sell your house, buy a suite of house. You can live in the top, rent the basement, like just laying it down. Basically what my plan kind of was. And he just reaffirmed this. So then pretty much again, man, this is the action I was looking for. And he's like, yeah, I'll even give you some free coaching calls. Like we can hop on a call with you and your girlfriend. We can talk things out. And we did. And, uh, you know, after a coaching call or so, and very shortly after I said, okay, well, let's, uh, uh, let's sell the house, Jess. Like uh, I'm going to put it for, for, for sale. So we, we post it for sale and I think the house, um, but we only posted it for sale once we kind of agreed to this mentor guy, the, the speaker guy, um, that we would buy one of his properties. We went and saw the market. We went with a realtor around and honestly, his products probably were some of the best that we saw. And having this guy as an in and kind of this mentor figure, we were like, to us, it just felt, or to me anyways, very naively, I thought, oh, this is a no brainer. Like he's got our back. He'll help me out. This is my first gig. Like first house, he's been through the ropes. Like he'll definitely help us out. And uh, so yeah, lock into one of his properties. It was going to be done in like, you know, three months or so. So we're like, that should be enough time to sell our house. So we put my house on the market and I think it's sold within seven days. <laughs> and we're like, well, that's awesome. But now where do we go? So luckily, um, Jess's parents were going to Australia for vacation and staying there for a long duration of time. So we're like, okay, we can live there. Um, but we just need to put all our stuff somewhere. And luckily, my sister lives on an acreage. So we, we cleared out the house. I told the roommates my plan, you know, sorry, guys, like I'm selling the house. Um, I, I, I sorry to do this to you. And, uh, you know, there might be a spot for, for one of you to, to live in our other place. Like in the upstairs, we're going to live upstairs and rent the basement. Um, which one of our friends actually did come for the first five or six months. I can't remember how long. Um, but anyway, so we move all our stuff out. We pack it into my sister's garage and then move into Jess's parents' house while they were gone. And you know, this, that moving process was a lot. And, you know, I just kind of threw this on Jess and there was a lot of unresolved stuff between Jess and I as well. And, um, you know, that, that time was probably the rockiest and, and toughest time for Jess and I in our relationship. We were at our worst, you know, all my negative qualities and traits that I've talked about in many episodes prior to this were at a peak you know, all my old habits, just get it done, drive through, who cares, emotionally shut down. And there was so much friction and we were really in a bad place. Um, just many arguments and we couldn't, we couldn't find our groove. We couldn't get our way out of it. And it was just very difficult. And then we move into this, this newly renovated place in the upstairs while they renovated, while they were still working on the basement. So we got in there as early as we could. And then we lived um, in the upstairs portion. And this begins the, <laughs> what kind of started the early nightmare into this journey. So the first few months were great. We had, well, great-ish other than Jess and I's relationship not being in a great place at all. We had our other buddy living upstairs with us in a small like 1100 square foot bungalow, three bedroom bungalow. And we have, we're sharing it with our, our my good friend. Um, and meanwhile, we have all this unresolved conflict between Jess and I. So it was just like walking on tiptoes and, and this, this was actually when I, when we just moved in there was kind of when, um, I really got into and started studying personal development because like I said, our, our relationship was at 
or close to a breaking point. Like it was pretty bad. And I realized I really had to do some work and some self-work. And that's where my whole journey, which I've talked about in pretty much every other episode, began. Um, right when we moved into that house, we made the third bedroom, the, the smallest little bedroom, kind of doubled as half office and half meditation room where I started to meditate and really, really work on myself. But um, yeah, that that's its own journey. But basically what began the nightmare was the springtime, the first spring, um, as we moved in, uh, or the first spring that we were living there, uh, during the snow melt, we had, uh, our tenant told us that there was water in the basement. And so we got, we got the company, the guy, the mentor guy, his company who did all the renovations, we were actually both at work. So we called him to rush over cause they gave us a one year warranty. And, and he rushed over or one of his workers did and said it was a sump pump issue. And then that was our, our fault for some reason, but they were the ones who installed the sump pump. But anyways, that was, that was kind of the first thing. And we're like, oh, okay, like hopefully it was just a malfunction. And then, so that was the first little scare. And then the first big scare was when we got another call from our tenant saying our carpet in our bedroom is soaking wet. Oh man. <laughs> we went down there and it was just soaked. You step and it's wet. And so we rip out the carpet and we call them, call the contractors again. And they had extended where the window was to make it bigger. And, uh, and that there was a crack down the foundation wall. And that's where all this, all this, uh, water that was melting, the snow that was melting was seeping into our basement. Meanwhile, we have tenants, <laughs> you know, meanwhile, this is our first rental property. This is our first experience of owning rental generating, you know, income rental property. Whoa. You know, that, that got real, really fast. <laughs> it was, we were not equipped. We were not equipped with the mindset, with the personal development. And it was difficult. Jess and I were already at a rough place in our relationship. And now we're faced with this. And now we're fa I'm everything in my head is, Oh my God, why did I do this? Why am I getting into this? And you know, my mind's just spiraling again, prior to knowing any of this personal development and mindset stuff, which really helps in those instances. But I did not have any of that really. And it was a big, big hit, a big shock. But anyways, we get through it. And then I don't know if it was that same year or the following year, but there was another flood, same thing on that same wall. And, you know, we were better equipped at this time to handle it and with the, you know, better with mindset, better with our relationship. But again, it was just like, oh my God, what, you know, this, what is this telling us? What is this lesson here to tell us? Like, we've already learned this lesson. You know, we put way too much faith in this mentor guy. We didn't even do the inspections we should have done. We didn't look at the deal. Like, we just went with blind faith because this guy knows how to take action. And it really, really grounded us. And I'll explain that in the lessons portion. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, it, it was, it was really difficult to deal with, to be honest. So, so at that point we decided to, um, dig out the, or do some excavation on the exterior to fix it from the outside instead of just, you know, fixing it from the inside. Cause clearly there's a bigger issue. So we forked that out of our pocket because he didn't, he said that this was a new crack and it was after the one year warranty. So we paid, you know, thousands of dollars to get some excavation, do some waterproofing on the outside, add in some weeping tile to go to that sump pump and fix it properly. And, uh, 
And then I think there was another, <laughs> another my smaller flood in the other room that was under where they cored a hole through the foundation for a dryer vent. And again, we battled with him and his company to fix it because it was due to construction and he just completely denied it and said he can't prove it and just like did not help us out at all. Just very business-like and, and, you know, took took the emotions out of it and was just very, you know, it was disappointing to say the least and Jess to this day still really does not like the guy. <laughs> you know, I've, I've let it go and I understand it. I see his side of it, but like... It was difficult. It was really difficult for us. Um, so yeah, four floods in two years, that was pretty extreme and quite the entry point into real estate. And uh, to be honest, I had visions and kind of intentions to really take real estate to the next level, look at getting into joint ventures. This was all after buying the first property, of course, right? When I was fresh and new, I was like, how can we grow this as big as possible? Let's get joint ventures. Like this could be the thing. This could be the thing that I do for a career. Who knows? Like just like going all in, in my thoughts, in my mind. And then we were faced with this reality of our first house and all these floods. And it really made us second think is like, is this aligned with the life that we want to have? Like this vision of joint ventures and all this other stuff. It's like, we understand why we're doing real estate, why we're accumulating wealth. And, you know, we know why we're in it, but like, what if we start bringing in partners? Are they going to have that same? Why are they going to be aligned with exactly why we're doing this? So we completely changed our strategy of like going at a slower pace, um, only using our money for our down payment. So it's hundred percent our investment you know, no complications with other people and uh, just go at our own pace. And that's what led us to buying our second property, which was a brand new build that has new home warranty, you know, less risk, don't do renovations. Like let's buy a new product that's going to attract a nice um, demographic of clientele. You know, there's going to be nice tenants applying for this. It's a nice new community. It's a brand new house. You know, that's going to attract nicer people, nicer tenants. And that just gives us the peace of mind of, you know, there's warranty on all this stuff, like foundation, there's 10 year warranty, structural, all this kind of stuff. So just a lot more safer direction and all our own money. So we're not bringing in other partners. And it was just a good, good lesson to be like, to understand uh, why we were doing it instead of just like doing it to accumulate, doing it to only get money and bring in other people kind of, you know, learning from what that guy had done, that mentor guy that just didn't sit well with us. We're like, we don't want to be in a position where we're doing that to anyone. Um, so when it's just us, you know, it's just us in control and it's just us dealing with this stuff and it's a lot less on us and it's a it's a lot more aligned with where our vision is and how we want to live our lives like we don't want to always be consumed in doing renos on these old properties and whatever it may be so let's go the new direction so we bought that new house that was a two-story with a suite in the basement and we've actually been renting that out for three years and it's been pretty damn good other than some sod issues but that's pretty much the biggest issues that we had there and then and then uh, just this year, we, we've we been living in that north side top of the bungalow for three years up until this year that we bought our new house where we kind of scaled up and we moved into the upstairs. Now this is a two story. So the other one was a bungalow. You're, you know, you're living right below the level, at least now in this house, it's a lot more homey. It's really nice, nice finishes, you know, just did a lot of the designing. Um, you know, we, we pretty much sacrificed for a few years to live in that um, to live in that older house and 
Um, and now it's kind of scale up as you go is kind of the way the kind of the way we're looking at it. Um, so yeah, we're basically our our intentions and our vision for real estate is um, to our next one is hopefully going to be potentially an Airbnb in Canmore because the way we look at real estate is let's make the money work for us and let's live in cool places and own you know places that we wouldn't normal normally be able to do without this investment strategy. So Canmore is a perfect example. The market's absolutely insane and to buy a condo there is super expensive. But if you're generating income, in particular cash flowing on a condo there, you know, then we can go there whenever we want. Just don't book the Airbnb dates and have this gen- revenue generating um, income property in a place that we love. Like we're actually going to Canmore again this weekend to go skiing. And it's just a beautiful place in the mountains. And, you know, that wouldn't be possible without real estate and without a strategy and without thinking differently. Um, and, and really, our, our intention as it sits right now is to accumulate probably about five, probably six properties that we're just going to have a higher value property. So we don't have to own as much. So we're not dealing with as much headache. Uh, so we've really changed our strategy from the start, but it really aligns with our life vision and and where we want to go. So I'm realizing that we're already at 30 minutes here. Um, and I do want to get to my life lessons that I've learned from real estate. As you'll probably imagine, there's quite a few buried in just how that journey unfolded with our first few properties over the last few years. Uh, so look forward to part two where I will talk about all of my lessons learned from real estate. So we'll catch you on the next episode and I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.